welcome to a recording of a short Bible-based talk from Hope Church Worcester. If you're in the area and you'd like to visit us, we would love to see you. We meet in our building called the Granary, which is located in the centre of Worcester. I must admit, I came in this morning with two sermons. Not really sure which one to go with. And um, yeah, I, th- I think I know now. But uh, there are a few things that have been mentioned this morning. Um, and something I wanted to add to what people have been saying this morning was actually um, a prophecy that was brought over Life Church in Malvern um, a few years ago now. Uh, but I think it's certainly relevant to, to today and, and to us now. And uh, we're talking about light in the darkness. And this person said, when they walked into the church, what they saw at the front of the church was a fire, a fireplace. And the fire was burning brightly. And they said, and all the people were just being drawn to the light. Because that's the thing about light, you know, it, it, it gets rid of the darkness, but people are drawn to it as well. And it's just about being the light. If we're the light, people will be drawn to us. And that kind of connects with what I want to share this morning. Um, also, Tony, uh, I remember Tony said, stick around. And that does really um, <laughs> relate to what I'm sharing this morning. So I want to read a, a couple of Bible uh, verses first. The first one is from 1 Samuel chapter, 23, chapter 22. It's going to go on the screen. And this is the kind of context for the next Bible verses we're going to read. It says, But Doeg the Edomite, who was standing with Saul's officials, said, I saw the son of Jesse come to Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, at Nob. Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for him. He also gave him provisions and the sword of Goliath the Philistine. This is Doeg talking to Saul and basically grassing up uh, David and Ahimelech. Saul then uh, commands Ahimelech and the other priests. Ahimelech was a priest. He commands Ahimelech and the other priests to come. And he charges them with this. And he says, did you do it? And they say, yeah. And he says to, Saul says to his soldiers, okay, kill them. But because Ahimelech and the others are all priests, the soldiers refuse to do it. So Saul turns to Doeg and says, okay, you do it. And Doeg kills 85 men, 85 priests. Now, remember, he did that because Ahimelech and the priests had protected Saul. Uh, sorry, Saul. David, get that right, had protected David. Once that had happened and um, Doeg had killed them all, David wrote a psalm. And it's Psalm 52. And it says this. It says, actually, right at the beginning, it says, um, of David, when Doeg the Edomite had gone to Saul and told him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. And David wrote this. Should be on the screen in a second. Psalm 52. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long, you who are a disgrace in the eyes of God? You who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. It's like a sharpened razor. You love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word. 
you deceitful tongue. Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at you saying, here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. But I, David, am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. Now, the, um, the word that God gave me for today was strong foundations, which again links into what Tony was saying about stick around. Strong foundations. And I actually did a, a search uh, for it, and um, in a biblical, if you like, search for it, and, and one answer came up, or the first answer that came up was something I certainly wasn't expecting, I don't know if you would, because the answer that came up was the olive tree. So I just want to give you some fun facts, interesting facts about olive trees. The normal lifespan of an olive tree is from 500 to 900 years. Some have even been known to have lived up to 2,000 years. Uh, there is, um, we don't know how true it is, but there is some argument that some of the trees that you can currently see on the Mount of Olives were there when Jesus was there. Because the reason for this is there is a tree in uh, Vuvas, uh, V-O-U-V-E-S in Crete, which is believed to be over 3,000 years old. And it's still, by the way, still producing olives, still producing fruit. Olive trees can grow up to 10 meters in height and width. So you can see there, that, imagine that tree, basically it's 10 meters high, 10 meters wide. The average tree produces up to 50 kilograms of olives per year. That's the equivalent of four or five liters of olive oil. The record for annual production is 800 kilograms of olives from one tree. So that's the tree. And then, of course, we have the oil that it produces. And I looked up, um, you know, uses for oil and came up with 101 uses for oil. Here's a few of them. It makes your arteries more elastic. It reduces your cholesterol levels. It makes you less hungry. It improves your memory. It keeps your lips soft and supple. It prevents dry scalps. It removes paint from your skin. It moisturizes your skin. It makes a natural vitamin supplement. It makes you live longer. It detangles your hair. It makes a sweet smelling, clean burning lamp oil. It waterproofs your work boots. It soothes, uh, soothes out your rough shave. It polishes wood furniture, and you can even use it to shine your shoes. That's the oil. What about the leaves? Remember, this is all from one tree. What about the leaves? Well, olive leaf extract is used in medicine. It's an anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and blood pressure lowering. The wood, well, the wood is used to make furniture. 
So no wonder olive trees are mentioned quite a few times in the Bible. They are quite useful, quite useful things. So in the reading we just read from the Psalms, David was referring to that um, uh, episode with Doeg, the Edomite. And Doeg, as I said, kills 85 priests, 85 men. And David compares himself to Saul and Doeg, saying, they are uprooted trees, whilst he is a green olive tree thriving in the house of God. Now, given that they live so long, that they have so much fruit, that they can help in so many ways, you can kind of understand why um, David drew that comparison, given who he was in God. And this is what I wanted to, to look at this morning. I started off by saying, talking about a strong foundation, talking about being a light in the darkness, you know, talking about this place being, being a fireplace. And it's so important that for us as Christians, for us as Hope Church, we have that strong foundation. And on the screen, you can see the secret to the long life of the olive tree. You can see the secret, the reason why it produces fruit for so long and so much. And it's the foundations. It's those roots. So it's the roots that give them the life. Whenever we talk about the foundation of our own faith, uh, we quote Ephesians 3 and verse 17, which says, And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, I'm guessing that when you usually picture the roots of a tree, you'd picture roots that go down into the ground. They're actually, uh, I work up in Birmingham, and they're building a, a new uh, residential block. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's called the Octagon. And it's right opposite, the, on the other side of the road from where I'm working. And we are kind of, well, a bit miffed, to be honest with you, because this building, I mean, imagine some of the tall buildings you've got in Birmingham. You've got the BT Tower. You've got uh, the Coca-Cola Tower, as I always called it, the Rotunda, a few others. Well, the Octagon is going to be 54 stories high. It's going to be by far the tallest building in Birmingham. And the thing is that they've been working on that building since uh, the middle of last year. And so far, it hasn't risen one foot off the ground. So far, all they've been doing is digging down, building the foundations. Uh, they actually, at one point, they brought in a crane to lift up the, 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 the drill bit to drill the piles into the ground. Uh, the crane was too small. They had to get a bigger one because the piles were so long that they were drilling down. You'll notice here that with an olive tree, the root system is very different. So the trees are generally 10 meters by 10 meters. The root system quite often 
is only 60 centimetres deep. It's only 60 centimetres deep, but as you can see, it spreads. And it spreads out much, much wider than the tree. Now, as any architect will tell you, if you want to build a building that isn't going to go anywhere, yes, you build down, but you build out. Think about a, a, a fence post that you just drop into the ground. You know, you might drop it a long way into the ground, but if you put enough force on that post, it'll snap. But put a fence post into concrete and spread the concrete out, and it'll take a lot more force to move that fence post. And that's the secret to olive trees. The roots aren't necessarily deep, but they're wide and they're firm and they're fixed. Can we show the, the photograph, the last one, please? Not only that, but the roots are entwined around each other. So as, they, as you can see, as before they even get to the ground, they start entwining around each other. And as they go into the ground, they snake in and out of each other. And it's that picture, isn't it, of if you've got a row of people holding hands, it's actually quite easy to separate them. But if you've got a row of, row of people who are linking arms, it becomes much more difficult to move them. And that's exactly what the olive tree is like. Le left to grow naturally, that's what it looks like. The root system is so strong. And that's why they last for literally thousands of years. Whatever storms come along, they stand firm. As Tony said, they stick around. <laughs> they stand their ground. And that's God's call for us as a church, is to stick around, to stand our ground, to, to be firm, to have a firm foundation. Now, we've talked about light. Of course, olive trees produce fruit. But the Bible talks about uh, us in so many different ways, being like a, a lighthouse, a, a lampstand. And imagine if you're a lighthouse or a lampstand and you are rooted and grounded in God's love, you're not going anywhere. And people are going to see that light. And people are going to be drawn to the light as well. So the question for us this morning is, are we rooted in God's love? Do we depend on him for everything we need? Are we so entwined with him that nothing can shake us. It may be this morning that you don't know Jesus. And we'd really encourage you, if you don't, and if you want to have that kind of relationship with the living God, please come and speak to somebody. Because God wants to have the same relationship that the olive tree has with the ground. He wants to have that relationship with us. He wants us to be rooted and grounded in him. Just one more thing before we finish. It may be that God has promised you something or given you a vision of what his plan is for your life. But right now it might feel like you're going in completely the opposite direction. Remember, if you want to build up, first thing you have to do is dig down and build the foundations and make that foundation strong. And of course, the bigger the foundation the stronger the tower that will come from it.
One thing I omitted to say, by the way, is that it takes olive trees, when they're, once they're planted, it takes them five to eight years to start bearing fruit, 20 years to be fully developed, and generally about 35 years before they are at full production. It takes time. It takes time. But as long as we are rooted and grounded in God, he will do what he wants to do. He will do what he needs to do. But it takes time. And as much as as impatient as we are for things to happen now and to see things happening now, and they will, but just remember, I mean, Hope Church has been around for a long time and it will be around for years and generations to come. And it's down to us to be the foundation. Yes, you know, Hope has seen so many things happen and it's great, isn't it? You know, I love the story of how Hope Church has kind of almost come full circle. And we're here in the granary where in some ways it started. Think of the foundations that were laid all those years ago. But think also of the foundations that we are laying now, that we are creating now in this building that will go on for years and generations to come. That firm foundation, that strong foundation. We're building this building, but remember, when it's complete, when it's finished, it doesn't end there. That isn't the end of the story. It's just one more step in the story. Whilst we're already seeing the fruit of the work done in the past in this building, we're also still laying the foundations of what is to come. God has big plans. And the plans you have in your head? No, forget those. God has big plans. Big, good plans for Hope Church. But it doesn't mean that there aren't turbulent times ahead. It doesn't mean that there, are gonna, there aren't going to be struggles. And that's why it's so important that we have our faith rooted and grounded, entwined with God. So today, this week, over the coming days, check your foundations. Are they rooted and established in God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for the example of the olive tree. We thank you, Lord, for that example of of roots that are grounded and established in you. And Father God, we pray as individuals, but also as a church, Lord, that we would be rooted and grounded in you, that we would stand firm and that, Lord, as a result, the, f- the fruit would multiply. As a result, your light would shine out of this place. And as a result, people would be drawn to you and to this place. Father God, as we've already prayed, Lord, we thank you for saving us. We thank you for the saving, redeeming, gracious work that you've done in each of our lives. But Lord, we know there are so many more. And Lord, this morning we pray for them. Lord God, that you would speak to them, that you would move in them, Lord Jesus. And Father God, that they would be drawn to your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the talk. Further information about Hope Church can be found at www.hope.com.
www.bethel-church.org.uk Thank you for listening.